Hello, people of Earth and people of Anchor and Spotify. Welcome to the January 26, 2023 Midday Movie Madness Weekly Weekend Warrior Podcast Edition. Now, before I start, I have a correction to make. I made a big flub up on last week's show and podcast. I incorrectly stated the Mid-Cape Sports basketball teams, the Flash, the Hoopsters, and my own team, the Raiders, all had community games January 21st. That's an error on my part. We have not had community games just yet. Actually, the Flashers had a practice game that day, which they won. Oops. The Hoopsters have a practice game this Saturday, January 28th. Good luck, Hoopsters. Go make cape. Sad news for fans and visitors of the Clearwater Marine Aquarium. 37-year-old male dolphin Hemingway has swum up to that ocean in the sky early Monday morning. The easygoing bottlenose dolphin was rescued off Fiesta Key in 2019, but he was deemed non-releasable due to his hearing loss and ongoing health problems. He became a companion for the Clearwater Marine Aquarium's fun-loving dolphin, Nicholas. Prayers go out to everyone at the CMA who loved and worked with him. I only met Hemingway once, but he seemed totally relaxed and happy there. Rest in peace, Hemingway. Hopefully you can eat all the fish you desire and you're together now with Winter, PJ, and the rest of your friends. 93-year-old Sesame Street co-creator Lloyd Morissette passed away Monday. And unfortunately, today marks exactly three years since that horrific helicopter crash that took the lives of basketball star Kobe Bryant and his 13-year-old rising basketball star daughter, Gianna, and seven other people. So, so sad and tragic. The world still misses you, Kobe and Gianna. You were both, both way too young to go to that heavenly basketball court in the sky. In a lot better news, congratulations are in order for Shauna and Joe Ruggiello. Their bouncing baby boy, Felix, arrived this week. Speaking of babies, it was announced yesterday Paris Hilton and her hubby Carter became first-time parents of a baby boy born via surrogate. Princess Eugenie is getting a second visit from the stork. She's due with her second baby and her son turns two in August. Joey Lawrence and Samantha Cope introduced their first child to a girl early last week, earlier this week. And Chrissy Teigen and John Legend introduced their world their newborn, a baby girl named Esty, to the world last Friday. Congrats to all. Happy birthday today to talk show host Ellen DeGeneres, the late Paul Newman, former hockey player Wayne Gretzky, TV actor Colin O'Donoghue, and the late app guitarist Eddie Van Halen. The Riverdale TV show, 2003's Jimmy Kimmel Live show, a certain 1988 beloved Broadway play that will bring down the chandelier, what er, Current one final time in April. Phantom of the Opera. Sorry, there's something in my throat. 2001's The Wedding Planner. 2006's Eddie the Eagle. And the 1979 Dukes of Hazzard TV show all debuted this day. Happy early birthday to Lua Bell Whitten, who turns four years old tomorrow, January 27th. She was an early birthday gift to her mother, Abby Stellan, whose birthday happens to be January 31st. Happy birthday, Abby and Lua. Miss you both lots. Elvis's 1956 song, Heartbreak Hotel. 
1995's Before Sunrise, and the 2012 films The Gray Man, The Gray Man on a Ledge, and One for the Money, all debuted that day in, on their respective years. Cassie Laughlin of Hyannis wants to wish her boyfriend Ryan McGrath an early happy 40th birthday, as his birthday happens to be Saturday, January 28th, but he will not be on Cape. As such, she's requested that I talk about one of his favorite play-turns movies, which I literally just mentioned, later on in the show. She shares his birthday with, with Laura Engel, actor Elijah Wood, Alan Atta, and pop singer Nick Carter. I would like to wish Katie Daphner's daughter Mimi a very happy early January 29th birthday. Happy birthday, Mimi. I can't believe that you're about to turn 18. Hope you're having fun on your trip. Your gift will be a little bit on the late side. Kristen Vale turns 49 on January 31st, and as such, I have been requested to do two Kristen Bale films for Flashback Fun next week. Newly crowned Best Picture nominee Avatar The Way of Water just keeps on making a splash at the box office and breaking records. The sequel to the highest grossing movie of all time has now passed the $600 million milestone here in the States and, is, and has surpassed Avengers Infinity War to become the fifth highest grossing movie of all time. Not that anyone really doubted it, could. The Way of Water has now reached $602 million in the United States after taking in $20 million last week and $1.44 billion from overseas markets for a grand total of $2.046 billion worldwide. The sequel is now the 13th highest grossing movie of all time in the States and could easily pass The Incredibles 2 haul of $608.6 million to reach the number 12 spot. Worldwide, of course, it ranks fifth, as mentioned, and could climb higher to pass Star Wars The Force Awakens 2.07 billion lightsaber battles to reach number four. With 12 million newly minted Best Animated Feature Film nominee Puss in Boots The Last Wish clawed his way back to second place past Megan. And Megan, the newest killer doll on the block, still has third place with $9.7 million. EW.com reported earlier this week Disney World said au revoir to Splash Mountain. The site said Monday, the crowd showed up to Disney World in droves to bid the classic attraction farewell on its final day of operation at the Florida Resort. Visitors shared photos and videos of their experience on Splash Mountain's final day, with various images showing a mass of people crowding the, lo- the ride's exterior. Wally times that reportedly stretched over 200 minutes. Sunday marked the last day the log flume ride would open under its current theme, which pulls inspiration from the 1946 movie Song of the South, a film long accused of perpetuating racist stereotypes. Disney World and Disneyland will open new iterations of the ride named Tiana's Bayou Adventure in 2024. It will take inspiration from the 2009 animated hit The Princess and the Frog and feature the voices of Anika Noni Rose, who played Tiana in the original film. As of right now, the Disneyland version of the ride doesn't have a closing date, so the only version of the attraction still acting as Splash Mountain is the one all the way in Tokyo Disneyland. 
I'm sorry, folks, but two more HBO Max films have been canned. It was announced yesterday the DC HBO Max live-action series Doom Patrol and Titans will run both will run their ends with their current fourth season. Youch. Lisa Marie Quash Presley was laid to rest in a public funeral service memorial on Sunday at Graceland. Over a thousand people were in attendance, and who knows how many people watched the live stream on Graceland's live stream page. There were extremely emotional speeches from multiple speakers, including her mother Priscilla Presley and her model actress daughter Riley Keough. Let the Oscar fistfight begin. The noms for the next Oscars are here. IndieWire reported Tuesday, Everything Everywhere All at Once led the pack with 11 nominations including for Best Picture, as well as director for Daniel Kwan and Daniel Chernet, and acting nominees for Stephanie Hsu, Jamie Lee Curtis, Kikwa Kwan, and Michelle Yeoh. The Banshees of Nirshin received nine nominations overall, including for acting contenders Carrie Condon, Brendan Gleeson, Barry Keoghan, and Colin Farrell. All Quiet on the Western Front also stunned with eight nominations, representing what, just what a strong push Netflix gave it the past few months in the story's undeniable power. Baz Luhrmann's Elvis also received eight nominations, including for Best Picture and Austin Butler for Best Actor. But Luhrmann himself was left out of Best Director. Boo! The Fablemans received seven nominations, including Steven Spielberg for Best Director. Of note, John Williams became the oldest nominee for a competitive Oscar ever, with, at 90, his nod for Best Original Score. Top Gun Maverick got six nominations, including for Best Picture, but Tom Cruise was not nominated for Best Actor, as some might have been thinking he might burn. Tara also received six nominations. By comparison, it was a muted showing for Avatar The Way of Water, which despite ranking in box office and its predecessor's stunning Oscar nomination performance, only received four nods, including picture. James Cameron was shut out of director. Woman Talking only received two nominations and The Triangle of Sadness three. But the ones for Triangle were especially impressive given that the film didn't turn up elsewhere. Original screenplay, director, and picture. Black Panther's Wakanda Forever, Angela Bassett, became the first ever Marvel actor to be up for an acting Oscar. To no one's real surprise, comeback kid Brendan Fraser scored a nomination for his powerful emotional role in The Whale. Of course, there was quite a number of snubs. Not one single nomination for The Woman King or its main star Viola Davis, or I Want to Dance with Somebody's Naomi Aki, who, in my opinion, perfectly portrayed Whitney Houston. Double girl. No acting love for the women, uh, for the actors of Women Talking, or for the Fablemans, Paul Dano, Top Gun Mavericks, Tom Cruise, though he did get a producer credit for Best Picture, or Tom Hanks in either A Man Called Otto or Elvis. Alexander Desplat was totally robbed of a Best Original Score nom for Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. And after last year's historic win by James Campion, not a single woman director was honored in Best Director. Here is the list. Apart from Avatar 2, Triangle of Sadness, Top Gun Maverick, 
and Everything Everywhere All at Once, the lead films going up for the big Best Picture Enchilada are Women Talking, Triangle Sadness, The Fablemans, The Banshees of Venetian, All Quiet on the Western Front, Elvis and Tar. Apart from the Daniels and Steven Spielberg, Best Director will either go home with Martin McDonough, Banshees of Venetian, Ruben Oslin, Triangle Sadness, The Fablemans for Steven Spielberg, or Todd Field for Tar. Apart from Butler and Frazier, the Best Actor category consists of Colin Farrell, The Banshees of Venetian, Paul Mescal, After Sun, Phil Nye, Living. Apart from you, the first Asian actress to be up for Best Actress in 87 years, the Best Actress race consists of Tars, Kate Blanchett, Michelle Williams from The Fablemans, Blondes, Donna DeArmas, and Andrea Risebos to Leslie. Apart from Ki-Hu Kwan, Barry Keoghan, Brendan Gleeson, the supporting actor race also consists of Judd Hurst from The Fablemans and Brian Tree Henry from Causeway. Apart from Stephanie Husu, Carrie Condon, Angela Bassett, and Jamie Lee Curtis, Hong Chow from The Whale is also going for Best Supporting Actress. Best Adapted Screenplay nominees are Woman Talking, Living, and Glass Onion and Knives Out Mystery, All Quiet on the Western Front, and, and Top Gun Maverick. Best Original Screenplay will go to The Banshees of Venetian, Tar, The Fablements, Triangle of Sadness, or Everything Everywhere All at Once. The Best Animated Feature Film Race will be fought between The Sea Beast, Puss in Boots' The Last Wish, Gumero del Toro's Pinocchio, Marcel the Shell with Shoes On, or and Turning Red. Best International Feature Film will go home with either All Quiet on the Western Front, Close, EO, The Quiet Girl, or Argentina 1985. All That Breathes, All the Beauty and the Bloodshed, Naval Nanny, A House Made of Splinters, and Fire of Love are the films in the Best Documentary Feature Race. The Banshees of Venetian, Everywhere, 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 Everything Everywhere All at Once, Elvis, Tar, and Top Gun Maverick are going for Best Film Editing. Up for Best Documentary Short are Stranger the Gate, The Elephant Whispers, How A Lot, How Do You Measure a Year, and the Martha, Martha Mitchell Effect. All Quiet on the Western Front, Empire of Light, Tar, Elvis and False Chronicle of a Handful of Troops are going for the Best Cinematography Oscar. The Best Costume Design fight is between Ruthie Carter for Black Panther Wakanda Forever, Mary Zafra's Babylon, Catherine Marvis, Martin Elvis, Jenny Beaven, Miss Harris Goes to Paris, or Shirley Coerata, Everything Everywhere All at Once. The best hair and make, the makeup and hairstyling race is between All Quiet on the Western Front, The Whale, The Batman, Black Panther Wakanda Forever, Elvis. Best production design race will be between The Fablements, Babylon, Elvis, Avatar The Way of Water, and All Quiet on the Western Front. The best original song race is between Applause from Tell It Like a Woman with music and lyrics by Diane Warren, Black Panther Wakanda Forever's Lift Me Up, music and lyrics by Terms, Rihanna, Ryan Coogler and Ludwig Gorson, Top Gun Maverick's Hold My Hand, music and lyrics by Blood Pop and Lady Gaga, This Is a Life from Everything Everywhere All at Once, 
Music and lyrics by Ryan Lott, David Byrne, and Mitski, and RRR's Natu Natu. Music and lyrics, music by M.M. Kirvani. Apart from the aforementioned John Williams, the best original score race is between Justin Hurwitz, Babylon, Carter Burwell, The Banshees of Anirshin, Sun Lux, Everything Everywhere All at Once, or Volker Bertelemann, All Quiet on the Western Front. Up for best sound are Avatar The Way of Water, Elvis, Top Gun Maverick, The Batman, and All Quiet on the Western Front. Going for an intense and competitive best visual effects race are Top Gun Maverick, The Batman, Avatar The Way of Water, Black Panther of Wakanda Forever, and All Quiet on the Western Front. Best live action short film nominees are An Irish Goodbye, Avalu, Le Pupel, Night Ride, and The Red Suitcase. And the best animated short film will either go home with My Year of Dicks, The Boy, The Mole, The Fox, and The Horse, An Ostrich Told Me the World is Fake and I Think I Believe It, The Flying Sailor, or Ice Merchants. The next Academy Awards, hosted by Jimmy Kimmel, will air Sunday, March 12th. Time to kick off the annual Best Picture Feature Spotlight with Mark McDonough's dark comedy drama, The Banshees of Inertion, starring nominees Colin Farrell, Barry Keoghan, Brendan Gleeson, and Carrie Condon. It debuted at the 79th Venice International Film Festival on September 5th, 2022, and opened in the United States on October 21st, 2022, and got lots and lots of universal acclaim and love. It centers on two lifelong friends who live on an isolated island off the west coast of Ireland, who find themselves at a crossroads when one abruptly ends their relationship. As I mentioned a few minutes ago, it's up for nine Oscars, including Best Picture. It made $29.8 million in theaters and has been out on DVD since December. Did you know that all the main character sweaters were made by one elderly man who handed them just for the film? He also knitted doubles for the sweaters. However, he didn't meet any of the actors prior to creating the sweaters, nor was he ever on set. And all four main actors, Gleason, Condon, Farrell, and Keoghan, are really from Ireland, which is where the film takes place. The Not-So-Glorious Golden Raspberry Award nominees honoring the worst of 2022, also known as the Oscars Polar Opposite, were announced Monday as per tradition. Andrew Dominic's controversial Netflix Marilyn Monroe biopic Blonde led it with eight nominations. Although Anna de Armas was not up for worst actress, the film is up for Worst Picture, Worst Director, and Screenplay. Tom Hanks' role as Geppetto in the Disney's live-action Pinocchio remake landed him a Worst Actor nomination, and his role as Colonel Parker as Elvis got a Worst act Supporting Actor nod. April's critically panned vampire film Morbius, which became an instant internet meme when it flopped majorly, only to be released that June and flopped again, received five. After being blasted for nominating the awful Firestarter remake's 12-year-old star, the Razzies withdrew her nomination and actually set an age limit. The losers, I mean the winners, using the term bluntly, will be announced as Oscar Eve, March 11th. Will Smith is 
trying to get his career going again. TheDailyMail.com stated Tuesday he's getting back to work nearly a year after his infamous Oscar slap, which Eddie Murphy recently poked fun of at the Golden Gloves. The 54-year-old actor will reportedly return to portray the genie in his sequel to Disney's 2019 live-action adaptation of Aladdin via The Sun. While Smith won his first Oscars for King Richard just minutes after the slap, his career has been at a standstill. He resigned from the Academy of Motion Pictures of Arts and Sciences, and he's banned from the Oscars for the next 10 years, which provides a little interesting problem for the Academy. For tradition states that all of the acting winners from last year's Academy Awards present to their counterparts. So, don't know who will be presenting for Best Actress this year, but it certainly will not be Will Smith. Whether the world in general is ready to forgive him remains to be seen. What's this? Broadwayworld.com revealed yesterday Disney's Coco might be heading to the stage soon. During a recent performance as part of the Disney on Broadway concert series at Epcot, it was announced that Disney on Broadway is developing a stage adaptation of the hit film. Prior to a performance by Broadway veteran Mandy Gonzalez, an announcement was made by L. Steven Taylor that Coco is now in development on Disney on Broadway to become a live show. No further information was announced as to when or where the show might premiere. Paw Patrol fans, I've got exciting news for you. More stars have joined Taraji P. Henson for this October's Paw Patrol The Mighty Movie. Deadline.com reported yesterday Kristen Bell, McKenna Grace, tennis pro Serena Williams, James Marsden, Finn Liam, and Kristen Culvery have joined the sequel. The October 13th release will also see three new pups join the Paw Patrol. They are voiced by TikTok star Bryce Gonzalez, Minaris Alakim, and Wade Forrest, Northwest Kardashian. Yes, folks, that's right. Kim Kardashian's oldest daughter is making her feature film debut in the sequel. Her mother will return from the first film as Dolores, and Norse little bro Saint West has a cameo in the film. Coming to limited release this Friday, January 27th, is the sci-fi horror film Infinity Pool, starring Alexander Sarsgaard, Mia Goth, and Cleopatra Coleman. A couple on vacation go outside their resort grounds, and they're guided by a seductive and mysterious woman into a culture filled with violence and untold horror. A tragic accident soon leaves them facing the culture's strict no-crime tolerance rule. You'll be executed, or if you're rich enough to afford it, you can watch yourself die instead. In nationwide release today, January 26th, and having a Fathom Advanced one day showing Friday, January 27th, is the drama Left Behind. Starring Neil McDonough, Kevin Sorbo, Corbin Bursman, Jessica Parker, Sarah Fisher, and Bailey Chase. After millions of people suddenly vanish from the world, the world falls into utter chaos. The only light is a charming leader who rises to become head of the United Nations. But does he bring hope for a better future or the end of the world? Now, as I mentioned at the start of this, Ryan McGrath's birthday is Saturday, January 28th, 
and one of his all-time favorite Broadway plays happens to be The Phantom of the Opera, which, as I mentioned also earlier, sings its way to 35 years old today. As such, in his honor, his girlfriend Cassie Laughlin of Hyannis would like me to talk about the modern film version of it. The Phantom of the Opera starring Gerard Butler in the title role, Emily Rossum, Patrick Wilson, Minnie Driver, Miranda Richardson sang its way from the stage to the screen December 22, 2004 as a limited release and then went nationwide January 21, 2005. It was the late director of Jill Schumacher's very first musical drama film. The film, which made 154 million off of tickets worldwide, was based on Andrew Lloyd Webber's 1988 musical the same name, still running on Broadway all the way until April. It does not even need a recap. It got three Oscar nominations, Best Cinematography, Best Art Direction, and Best Original Song for Learn to Be Lonely, but lost to the Motorcycle Diaries. According to IMDb.com, the theater fire scene was a true fire. Schumacher wanted realism, so he purposely ruined the theater for the scene. The Phantom only speaks 14 of his lines and sings the rest. And this is the only book adaptation of the 1910 novel that's not a horror film, as it's mainly based on the play. All the other adaptions, including the 1962, 1925, and 1989 versions, are horror films. The supernatural thriller teen drama film, Teen Wolf the Movie, howls its way to Paramount Plus today. Ow! The continuation of the MTV movie, MTV TV series Teen Wolf, stars the talents of Tyler Posey, Crystal Reed, Holland Roden, Colton Haynes, Tyler Hoechlin, Shelley Henning, Dylan Sprayberry, and Lyndon Ashby. A terrifying new evil has emerged with a rising of full moon in Beacon Hills, California. The werewolves are howling once more, calling for the return of hellhounds, coyotes, banshees, kitsune, and every other nighttime shifter. But only an alpha werewolf like Scott McHale, who's no longer teen, but still an alpha, can both reunite his trusted friends and gather new allies to fight back against what could be the most deadliest, powerful enemy they've ever encountered. The film will be a starting point for the streamer's unrelated supernatural teen drama series, Wolfpack, starring Sarah Michelle Gellar and Rodrigo Santara, which also debuts on the streamer today. Coming to Amazon Prime Video January 27th is the romantic action comedy, Shotgun Wedding, starring Jennifer Lopez, Josh Dumal, Cheech Marin, Jennifer Coolidge, Lenny Kravitz, and Sonia Braga. Darcy, Tom, and their lovable but very opinionated families gather for the ultimate destination wedding. It's bad enough when the couple gets cold feet right before the wedding. And to make matters worse, the whole wedding party is taken hostage. Now Darcy and Tom must work together to save their loved ones. That is, if they don't end up killing one another first. Coming to, to Netflix January 27th is the Buddy Ensemble count film you People, starring an ensemble cast including Eddie Murphy, Jonah Hill, David Duchovny, Rhea Perlman, Sam Jay, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, Mia Long, and Mike Epps. A new couple and their families must deal with the modern love amid social expectation, 
generational differences, and culture classes. Stephen King's fans rejoice. It was announced Tuesday the film adaptation of King's short story, The Boogeyman, is coming to creep your way its way into theaters. Thanks to strong December test screenings, yippee, the film, originally meant for a Hulu streaming release, will now terrify moviegoers in a wide release June 2nd. This echoes pretty closely what happened with last fall's unexpected horror hit Smile. Smile was destined to be on Paramount+, Plus, but then positive test screening changed the studio's mind. Speaking of horror films, for our last subject, now slaying its way on DVD is the action thriller comedy Violet Night. This December 31st film stars the talents of David Harbour, John Leguizamo, David Leach, Cam Gigante, Beverly D'Angelo, and Annie Martyr, and made $76 million worldwide. The film depicts Santa Claus in a very different way than you're used to. This film's Nick is no saint. He's a disillusioned gift giver, prone to drinking and violence and rage. But it doesn't mask his appreciation and optimism for children's selflessness and innocence. But this not-so-typical Santa is the only hope when a gang of mercenaries can't take the wealthy Lightstone family, including young Trudy, who just wants her estranged parents to reconcile for the holidays, hostage in their homes. Can Santa save the family and Christmas? And guess what? A sequel to this film is already in the works. That's all for this week's news, folks. So until we meet again... Stay safe and watch lots of movies and DVDs. Bye now.